podcast i hear some background noise because the meds run around it's only two of us on here now yeah you know what i just realized we didn't we didn't say the battle buddies introduction in See, the last one because the med jumped right into covid or whatever he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> he's i was just saying that we, we didn't do the the typical battle buddies uh introduction on the last one I'm like who's here we kind of just jumped straight into it that's true that's yeah. that's mike and ike's Test. <laughs> test, test. Wait, is your mic on? I don't know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we had a short intermission. If you watched the last one, you got a sneak peek. First topic. Was it UC... Patty two, 281. Mm-hmm. 281 or 82? 82. 82. I want to talk about... Multiple Patty Pimlet incidents. All right. So first of all, I, first time when I was watching it, I thought he lost, like pretty, pretty, pretty decisively. Mm-hmm. I watched it again about a week ago. It was closer. I, I was like, "Damn, this is actually a lot closer than I was thinking." But I still think he lost because I feel like the first round was Gordon's, um, second round was his, and the third round was Gordon's because Gordon was the one doing something. Like I, I watched. Um, did you see his interview with with Dominic Cruz? Yeah. And Dominic was saying like 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 what what did you do to win the fight? And he couldn't answer. Like what did you do to win the third round? He couldn't he couldn't answer. He he very very adamantly said that Jordan or uh, what's his name Jared Jared Gordon should not have won the third round because all he did was push him against the fence. But then Dominic was like, well, what did you do? And it's like that's a very fair point because like what did he do yeah. in that third round besides like sit against the fence and do this? You know, put his hands out, like... Absorb whatever the pressure. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if you're going to act like that, then you definitely... You're, you're compensating for something. Cause Did you, you watch you, it live? No. I, I don't so, you already knew there was controversy? Yeah. But you watched it live. I didn't. You did not watch live? I didn't watch live. So, I watched it not live. And so, I already heard there was controversy. Yeah. So, I... But when I went in, I was kind of just knowing he already he already won the fight. I agree with you on the sentiment of like I think that he lost, but it wasn't it wasn't like, damn, this motherfucker got robbed. It you know what? It like, wasn't it wasn't like Sean Sean O'Malley and, and Peter Yan. No yeah, matter Peter how many it. times I watched that fight, there's no way Sean won that. There's no Zero way. way. I could see him winning one round, the second round. Yeah. That's it. First and first and third, clearly Peter. Clearly. Like you 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 have to like, I guess, obviously, from a casual's perspective, not knowing what, how important wrestling and grappling are, and how important like decisive striking is, then it it looks like, oh yeah, you know, Sean's doing like the more creative stuff. He's actually like doing like landing like these long range shots, but it's like, you know, that that doesn't win your fights. Yeah. So, what what were your thoughts? Did you think like did you think he got robbed? What was it? I, I didn't think it was robbery. I thought it was close. I'd like to see the for, scorecard. For which one? Uh, I don't think Patty should have won. Even okay. though that was my bet, right? Like, I was all in on it. And <laughs> he won. Tech, from a technicality standpoint, meaning on paper. Yep. But, yeah. Do you... 
so Sean O'Malley and um and Patty, where do you think how much do you think is like do you, like do you it's not gonna be can't measure it, but there's obviously the other fighters know. Other fighters talk about it, there's like in interviews there were before about the hype around some of the certain guys and the hype that gets built around them. Yeah. You think the refs you, feed into the hype? I'm, the judges, right? The judges. I think yeah, I think I think that I think that you have to I think those guys know that if you fight one of those guys, you have to fucking demolish them in order to win. Or like you either have to finish him or you just have to fucking make it look so bad in order to who's the guy I forget it was the guy they were interviewing who's been um white American dude. They were interviewing him afterwards after like or uh, pre fight. Or like a post fight. He he knocks him No, no, it was like it was a, he was in he was in he's in one fifty fives. He's in one fifty five. Maybe something like Carney or something like that. Carnes or something. And um he's undefeated and he's done really well in fifty five. And they asked him like you know, he goes, uh, you know, what do you think about a Patty fight? And he's like, you know, he goes, I'd love one, but they're not going to give it to me. Like, you know, they're not going to give it to me. Like, there's no way they're going to give it to me based on, like, what I do. I watched, you know, everybody watched that fight. And he goes, I, I think that Jared probably won that fight. But in order to, in order, like, they're not going to, they're not going to mess, mess around with the hype of somebody that they think will you know, that could, that could possibly lose to lose a fight to somebody else. Like, and I know I can beat him. I think it, and I'd love the opportunity. If he would, if he'd sign the dotted line, I'd really be appreciative. But he was like in a respectful way. He's saying you're, they're not going to give me cause I'll beat the shit out of the guy, but I'd really appreciate it if you did. Right. And it was like, who's got the Jeep record? I don't know. I have no idea. And I don't even, I couldn't tell these guys name, but it was like, I, it was, it was, it was funny to watch. And I was like, the point he was making is like these guys that have so much hype built around them. Yeah. It's one, it's hard to get a fight with them to like, and two, if you do get a fight with them, you have to finish them. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta you dominate gotta, them. You gotta dominate them. And then you could die. Yeah. Even if you're, even if they're not champs though. Right. Yeah. Even if they're not champs. So like Sean O'Malley's not a champ, yeah. you know, like Patty Pillman's probably never going to beat. You know. But so hold on, is this a conspiracy saying that the referees, you know, made their decision because Patty is the bigger fighter of the two and the fight was close? Is that there's a possibility. It's a possibility that there's a possibility that Dana White has more pull in these situations than you might think. Yeah, well I mean That's probably But here's another thing though. Um Is it oh hold on wait, before you say what is it the same judges for all whatever nine no. fights or whatever? No. There's three judges three individuals. There's three judges per fight, and um, it's a it's a revolving door of like who's doing it, but it's a very small amount of people doing it. Like yeah. there's probably a handful. I remember before it was like boxing judges that were in there. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's still some freaking idiots that yeah. that have no idea what they're doing. That honestly, like when they when when you look at how they've judged previous fights, mm-hmm. it's very clear that they don't know what they're looking at and or aren't even looking. Yeah. You know they're. I can't remember who it was, but there's this one judge who, like, it was, like, basically a 10-8 round, and they made it a 10-9 for the other, the guy that got his ass beat. So, like, very clearly he wasn't watching that fight. Yeah. Or he thought that you're winning if you're getting your ass kicked, you know? Yeah. But um, I was going to say, 
that even though I think Sean lost, I feel like he still won in the regard that he showed he's championship level. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's world class. I didn't think that going in. I thought he was going to get his ass beat. Yeah. Then he turns it around and, and has like a really close fight. Yeah. A decisive fight, but still close. Patty, on the other hand, you know, all respect to Gordon, you know, Jared Gordon, I'm pretty sure he could beat my ass. Yeah. But there's no way in hell at his current state Patty is ever going to fight anyone in the top 10, maybe not even the top 15, because there's nothing but killers there at 155. No, I think, no, so I think the issue is, um, and we, we talked about this, and um, it's something that, that a couple of fighters have brought up, is that because he balloons up like crazy, yeah. all right, so for those of you who don't know, Patty Pimblett fights at 155 pounds, but pre-fight, like pre-camp, he weighs like 210. Yeah. That's like 60 pounds of weight to cut. And, and it's fat. It's yeah, it's all fat. And a bunch of fighters have said that, like, the majority of his camps are just, like, dieting. It's like, yeah, it's like a fat camp, basically. He's not learning new techniques. He's not able to drill as efficiently. You know, he's not he's not getting in the reps that he needs to get in. Unlike these other guys who are, like, walking around at, like, 170. Close, close yeah, 170. Yeah. You know, like, some of those guys walking around, like, 165, like Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje doesn't cut much weight at all. Like, he basically just trains and then does water weight, like, the week before. Everyone else, they're cutting. They're doing some sort of diet. You know, like I know Dustin Poirier cuts down from one ninety, yeah. but he's just a big muscular dude. So you think Patty? Patty isn't even training at all, even when he's that fat. I think he still trains, um, but it's it's different, man. Like if you're if you weigh that much, and you're training for guys that are smaller than you, it's hard to replicate because like when I if I weigh two ten and like let's say you weigh like one seventy, right? We're both lightweights. And I'm training against you. I have a 30 pound advantage. It might not seem like a lot, but it's a lot when you're training, especially at that at the highest level. It it factors in. So like, as you cutting it, as I cut, you're gonna hit 155 before I do. So like, let's say you hit we, you hit 155 and I hit like 170. I still have a 20 like 15 pound advantage on you that I can use, and it feels that way in training. But then as soon as I get down to 155, I don't have that advantage anymore. It doesn't. It feels different. My my rolling. My sparring, my striking feels different because I'm carrying less weight. Yeah, but I feel like, at least for me, subconsciously, like I, I should be the heavier guy, I should be the stronger guy. But then all of a sudden, we're the same. You know, we're the same pace. You know, so it's like I don't know. It's it's it just doesn't work right. You know, that's why a lot of those guys when they fight or when they train, they stay as close to weight as possible. Right. So how did he get to twenty and three? I mean, he's in the UFC right now. Um, he's got he's got four wins, three of the wins, two of the wins are submissions in the first two rounds. Well, there's only one three rounds, but the first fight was a KO round one. Second fight was a sub round one. Set third fight was a sub round two, and then unanimous decision in his fourth. Yeah. So like, the thing is, he's not obviously he's fighting you know good guys, yeah. but he's not fighting the top guys. Well, because. It's, not many dudes fight the top guys. Yeah, but the, the but the thing is, he's got such star power that it's like, oh, he should be at that level. I mean, if you look at what was the organization he was at, uh, King of the Cage, right? Yeah. So King of the Cage, that's a reputable organization. Yeah. You know, and like someone like McGregor came right in from King of the Cage, and just like pieced everyone up. So, so 
he still had the hype behind him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, he's wrecking people. They're wrecking people when they come in. But when you look at Patty, all of a sudden he hit this roadblock, and it's a very noticeable roadblock where Jared Gordon is probably like ranked like I don't know twenty five, thirty. And again, lightweight is the deepest division. You know, like the top fifteen guys are there for a reason. Yeah, it's like the fast twitch muscle. Yeah. You either have it or you don't. Yeah, especially especially when you look at, and I talked about this before, um, the the five to ten range guys. Those guys are probably the scariest, not because of you know like they're gonna kill everybody. You know, I still feel like Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje might could could potentially beat these guys, but it's these guys that everyone seems to be ducking. You know, in the there was uh, this past fight, Armand Saryukian, the uh, the guy his his UC debut was was Islam Makachev. He gave Islam the hardest fight he's, he's had wrestler. so far. He's Armenian. Armenian, yeah, and he was twenty one. He's 26 now, and he just beat Demir. Demir is also, dude. This the Demir's been undefeated for like the past like 10 years. You know, 19 19 fights in a row undefeated, and he mauled him, made him made him retire. And Armin was saying in his in his post fight interview, he was fucking frustrated. He's like, like Demir's my friend. Why the fuck am I fighting my friend, and I'm not even getting a title shot? off of it like i'm i'm beating my my friend here to to make a statement and say that you know justin gaethje michael chandler all these top guys they're ducking me they're ducking demir they're ducking us because they don't want to fight us the only one that got broke broke through was islam because they're all in the same group i'd love to know the dynamics of how those fights happen right because like anybody can come on an interview right now and be like oh they're ducking me they're not trying to sign the contract like okay well what does it take right does it take Two agents talking to each other does take the UFC guy. Remember, it used to be the matchmaker guy yeah, yeah. that would do everything, right? And be like, hey, this is the fight to set up. This is the backup fight to set up. Like, it's still happening that way because I, I don't really – call-outs, in my opinion, don't really – No, they don't, they don't do anything. The, the, the shitty thing is it's a business, right? And, and they want to do the most popular possible fights. That's why they had, you know, Dustin, Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler fight. There's no reason those guys should have fought. There's no reason. Like, Dustin Poirier, all credit to him, he er- he earned his spot. Yeah. But, like, Michael Chandler did not earn a fight against Dustin Poirier. He did not. And especially at this point, the dude's, like, what, two and four in the UFC? Yeah. And he's a vet, but he's still going to get the high-profile fights. The zoo, the zoo isn't doing this right, bro. Is it? <laughs> There's no, Missouri's not doing well. No. There's one guy who's killing it, but he, I think he's in I think he's in Bellator. Um, yeah. So finding out the inner workings, I feel like would would allow folks to understand why these guys aren't getting, but letting that out would then. Yeah, I think one thing, um, and I'm glad you brought up Bellator. I think one thing Bellator does right is their Grand Prix. I think the UFC obviously they're not going to do it. So. Yeah, but obviously they're never going to do it. But the UFC should adopt a similar matchmaking pattern, where it's like number one fights. You know, like someone in the top five, but then like like the four to six ish range should fight down, and then the the guys that are on winning streaks, like like Armon, yeah. like Demir, they should have fought up. You know, remember, instead of fighting each other, they were never, they were ranked nine and ten. Remember when the Pride did the Grand Prix in one fucking night? Not if that'll ever happen. Oh, <laughs> Who was it? Shogun? They did a somebody did some. Randerley won it, right? Yeah, they were like following. He's like, oh, how do you feel? Da, da, da. 
oh, if Buck fought the guy, I'm and then like only had like a couple bruises on him, and then had to fight again. <laughs> insane, bro. That shit was insane. I think they could do it if they didn't cut so much weight. Because like they one, they didn't do it back then. There was like, yeah, but they were rotated to the gills, you know. Yeah. And a lot of them didn't fight, know. you know, at like at like. Diego, because like Shogun, Shogun didn't cut a lot of weight. Like, nah. yeah, Vanderlei didn't cut a lot of weight, especially because he fought at like what light heavyweight or something. Yeah, or their middleweight, or the fuck they called it. So like, it's different time, man. You know, I was I don't know why I had this comparison, but when you were talking about like top tier guys versus guys that are like outside the bubble, I related it to like body bumping, right? Like seven percent body fat versus three percent body fat. You can tell. Yeah. What's with Gordon Ryan training with a bodybuilder? Oh, yeah, with Flex uh, Lewis? Mm-hmm. He's even posing like a bodybuilder. Better, just, better pictures? I guess so. So, maybe back to wants, Patty. Uh, <laughs> back to Patty. Oh, Gordon Ryan already has a good cycle. Did you see the interview? I think I sent it to you. I don't think I sent it to you. Um, maybe. When he was, he had Dana White on his podcast. And he, they both just started talking shit about Ariel out of nowhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> but no, for no reason. And like, um, why does that dude get so better? Who Ariel? That's a stick, man. I think I don't think he really gets. He's he kind of gets butthurt, but he also kind of just like, you know, he also just said is like because the guys were lying about him, mm-hmm. right? So like, I think he gets pissed off that people lie about him. Right, so he's he a journalistic integrity. Right, and he, I think he's a good journalist. I really, I, I think he's a good journalist, and I think that he, you know, I like, think he wants a prize. Well, oh, he's never necessarily wrong either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think in this situation he probably was right. Like, do you remember? Yeah, you for remember sure. Where, where he was like, With Patty, <laughs> like I think it was right. Like he was like, I have the proof right here in front of me. Do you remember when he got kicked out of um, the fighter UFC meeting? Yeah, immediate. Won the title or whatever. He made it seem like he was part of the camp, like he had been through the struggle. And was there and wasn't there when, you know, Michael Bisping got crowned the champion. And he met, like, he's literally, I, he was getting emotional on the mic. And I was like, what? You, you, you weren't in the trenches? You weren't in there, like, holding mitts? Like, I don't I understand. Didn't, I didn't see that, but right, I just, I, said it to you. Right, so but you I, get emotional, too. I wouldn't get emotional. <laughs> I would, I'd just say, like, it's, it's more about, like, him. Like Patty, it more, to me, what looked negative was that Patty looked like he was being a company man, yeah. right? And like, that's how you get paid. Yeah, not really. No, not really. Because if you really think about it, like, I mean, you know, people are likening to his hype and his to to him and like him and McGregor, right? And like with him doing that and and like out of nowhere pulls in Dana White and starts he 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 brings up. He brings up Ariel Helwani for no reason, right? Damn. No, no. It was Patty. Patty brought it up. There had to be something there. No, it was like some journalists, you know, who do this, this, and this. It was I would I watched the whole thing and it just it looked it came he obviously was planning it. He had no any no reason to do it because I don't think he has any reason other than like you know, Ariel asked him to to do an interview. He said, "Are you going to pay me?" He said, "No, I'm not. You know, there's part of like I don't pay anybody for it, and this is part of just just my journalistic, you know, part of my my, my journalism is I don't do that." Right. He said, "No, okay, cool, fine." I think there was more in those text messages in terms of what Patty was like. Might have said, "Yes, I'm going to, you know, I'll do it," and then came backed out or whatever. But 
regardless, Patty brought it up, and he and he just looked like he was trying to he was trying to get on the 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 graces of his boss, and you know already this guy's got a lot of hype about him directly from the UFC. The hi- UFC is hyping this guy up, and so my point is, he he comes off like a company man. And, uh, yeah, he comes off like a company man, and you can, and and the, the way that that the way that that happened, and people have always like you know they've always they're trying to liken him to be like that next McGregor. They're both from same part of the world, or whatever. Both kind of like brash, bra- bra- braggado, kind of uh, you know the way they carry themselves, and they're skilled, right? Yeah. But one, there's two things that are different. Okay. One, McGregor's fucking light years at, like better than that dude, right? Like fucking skills wise, McGregor's on another planet compared to Patty. Two, aim hey, that motherfucker was never a company man. Like people think he was a company man, but if you really think about it, he he talked a lot of shit about Dana and Dana, or he talk a lot of shit to Dana's face, you know, like in a kind of an under under. But he never was like he never was like sucking up to the boss. He never sucked up to Dana. You know what I'm saying? I, definitely not publicly, but that's part of the hype, right? He's not trying to put this image of it, and he never did do that. You can knock McGregor for a lot of other things, right? We I made fun of him earlier, right? He doesn't take a lot of fights, but the motherfucker was good, and the motherfucker was like, it's also a different age, right? They're not the same age. What do you mean? How old is McGregor versus how old is Patty? What was McGregor doing at Patty's age in the UFC? Same thing. Beating up. What do you mean? Same thing. Same thing that Patty's doing now. Yeah, but he wasn't sucking up. This is different. He wasn't. He wasn't sucking up. But he was he's, building his name. And he was. He was. He was. He was like. He was building his name with his skill set, like not with his skill set and his and his trash talk. Yeah, he was. He was, was a was different type of trash. Like Patty's not. I don't know if that was. Well, there's no two fighters that are the same. I'm just saying, like, yeah, but like, don't let's not compare these two because. Oh, that was the whole thing. Was it was him being a company man? I brought it yeah, up. So it was like I was trying to show that he's he's being a company man, and that that criticism is real. I also want to pick at he's asking for interviews with top tier athletes. Let me, I'm not gonna say bad top tier athlete, but with top tier athletes for free. Now, sure. Now both could make money off of it, right? In the long run, right? You get more publicity. That gets out there. You as a fighter are now your face is out there more, and your sure. how you talk and everything is out there more. But then Ariel also uses it for videos, promotion, and he gets paid, right? Well, so he's he, our, no, he's he's the, the fighter doesn't get paid to do that, anymore. and and neither does and neither. So he's he's gotten paid fixed rate, like he's he's signed a contract. Did, no, Ariel Arwani signed a contract with the with a company that hold that does his podcast or his reporting where that he, he that he interviews his place. But he interviews his fighters. He's a, he's locked in. Right, so he's getting paid. But he's already got the money. Like what I'm saying is he's not getting paid the fact that he has to go and pull these fighters in. Right, but you as well as I know that when his contract is up, that price rate is different. And why is it different? I, because of the interviews he's done, the publicity he makes and how famous he is. Sure. Get you a bigger contract, but you could also say the same for the fighters. You're, the, the same, like the, you're. I, I my, my point is, is like he's not acknowledging what I'm saying. No, I understand what you're saying, and that he like he he's he was certainly benefiting. No, I, yeah. I, I, I obviously you like, just acknowledge it now. No, he, he certainly benefits from having fighters on his show. I, I don't he think. Makes it seem like it's, you know, sorry, 
Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying to you that he's not. I'm not saying he's not making it seem like he's doing it for free. It's his job. Like it's his job to interview, and he should get paid mm-hmm. yeah. for what he does. And there's nothing wrong with getting paid for being a good journalist, right? Or being a journalist in general. Like if your job is to be a journalist, you should get paid, right? That's how he gets paid. However, the point of it is, is like they're not, they're not. He's not paid any more money for pulling in that particular fighter at that particular time to interview him, and that he's not, he's not going to pay that fighter to interview to be to interview him and for the same reason of the fact that that fighter is going to get some level of publicity for, from it for sure. Gets to he gets to be on basically the best the the best MMA interview journalist show of, you know it's not like you know he gets benefits from it so I who were you gonna say no uh, listen no yeah. <laughs> anyway that's it that's my point it just it does it rubs me it, it does definitely rubs me the wrong way that the guy like that he said no to interview no nah, that he he went out of the way well he to said like, no and then he started talking shit and he started he said no he could say no to the interview because like because he's the one that he's the one that reached out for the interview and he's the one that said no to the interview. Yeah, he's the one that reached out and then he's the one that said no to it. Yeah. So it's like, well, what are you doing? And then he starts talking shit. So like, obviously you'd be upset. What's the difference is McGregor's has said no before too and he's made it known he doesn't like Ariel. But that's, he says that's the reason. He's like, I just don't like him. He's a rat fuck. I don't like him. I'm not going to get on a show because I don't like him. And then it's very easy. Ariel's just like, all right, cool. I don't really like you either, but whatever. Interesting. Then you see a guy like Dylan Dennis sitting right across from him. That was some funny yeah. shit. That was. Have you seen that? I didn't see him. Oh my god, that's some funny it shit. It might be worth your time, but probably. I try. It's, I try it's to funny ignore that because idiot. he just clowns on him. I'm trying to ignore that idiot. He clowns on him, man. He's like, do you, "So are you talking to McGregor?" He's like, uh, "You know, we're we're cool. He's my friend. You know, like, I don't think you really are." Anyway, pulled out of a fight. Who's say? Pulled out of the boxing fight, yeah. Yeah, pulled out of the boxing match with KSI, another YouTuber guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's also like. I didn't know he got like reinfection or whatever in his knee. He had to have like a second surgery. Was he well, ever? He was said. he ever in the UFC? No, this is what he said. So I'm not sure if it was. He's in Bellator. I don't see why he would need to lie, but said that he had a second. He was like, you know, I went to the best place for ACL reconstruction. Went there, got it done. Was rehabbing, got an infection, got a second infection, or I'm sorry, the um, I think he got a cadaver. He didn't get a like a piece of his hamstring, so that didn't take, and it like totally they had to take it out and redo the ACL surgery. So technically, he had two ACL surgeries that he had to come back from, which is why he's in this right now. Now that does happen. Did that specifically happen to him? I don't know. He uh, I always like get into these. Wormholes of Dylan Dennis? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like twi- on Twitter. Oh yeah. And then like we'll like I'll start commenting on it, and like we always I always find like solace with another person on Twitter who does jujitsu as well, and we're like you're like man, that guy was a fucking killer at brown belt, dude. He was a killer at the gi. He was a mon- and he's like he's just he's like we really kind of missed out on seeing him. What did he miss out to? He admitted it. Well, not. Admitted, like, and he, nobody said he was lying, but he was saying like. He gave me his one of his best fights. Right. Yeah, he did very well. Even, I mean, even but I'm saying like, but I, he's like, but that's it. After that, he's done nothing. He disappeared. Right. Yeah. But my the point I I was saying is like, I, all these people talking about is like they didn't really see, they didn't really see that run he made at Pan Am's at Brown Belt that one year. It was like, dude, he was a he's he's kind of like the uh, he was a wrecking machine, and he in the Copa Pojo stuff, yeah. he was killing dudes, man. He's he's kind of the uh, 
like the analogy of like uh peaked in high school but he peaked at brown belt yeah 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 <laughs> but he you know, he did he did fairly well as a black belt he didn't win anything but he did fairly well gave people like tough match he gave leandro low a tough match at uh, uh acc at, uh, no no was at the uh couple podio yep that's it. i'm not yeah. in my head yeah, yeah that's the, the one in the in the couple podio one with leandro low yeah that was right he yeah, almost like beat leandro low yeah, yeah. But he also like who else? He beat some other black belts there, and he was a brown belt. Yes, yes, he beat. Um, God, which turn? Which one was it? It was like only one he did. It was the one where like it was, it was the one where like the meows were going. Apollo was going. And Apollo and Travis Stevens fought. Remember that Apollo Travis Stevens like the Travis Stevens take his back. Yeah, and that was crazy. It was a mid. I think it was a middleweight one. <laughs> anyway, go so so back to. Back to no, back to back to <laughs> back to Dana, back to Dana. who I also saw like Ariel have. Ariel's Ariel's a pretty funny guy to me. Like I like his show. Anyway, and I can see how he's kind of a he's kind of a whiny bitch. But when he gets angry, he starts getting emotional. All right, don't we all? <laughs> you really feel that way? All right, you come here, right? <laughs> like when he was arguing with uh, Brendan Schaub, that was garbage. Don't even pay that any attention. But like. <laughs> but Brendan Schaub Brendan Schaub's kind of an come idiot. on he's a dummy like yeah. I feel like you're always looking for like the the defense of the fucking obviously that guy's in the wrong yeah like, dude he's Edgar's like the contrarian you know what I'm saying it's all he's like I was like what this guy's obviously in the have wrong. you seen because you're just annoyed by the way Ariel complains all the time yeah that's why have, have you seen uh, Brendan Schaub uh, talking with uh, Kamaru and they're talking about running oh. and uh, Kamaru's like I don't run and he's like Brendan Schaub's like, yeah, I'm too heavy to run. Kamara's like, yeah, I never run. I, I don't, I don't, I don't use that because I, I got bad knees. It's like, well, how do you like? How's your cardio so crazy? Because like, I run all the time. It's like, dude, you just said you don't run because you're too heavy to run. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he's a. Uh, you were watching? You, you, you know, sorry, but you, do you follow the Hachini report? Yeah, that guy's just, dude. He just clips a Brendan Schaub. Some just Joe Joe Rogan, some mostly Joe Brendan Schaub, saying the dumbest shit. It's just like what he does <laughs> some really dumb shit. Tito Ortiz. <laughs> so do you remember now? That you bring up Tito Ortiz. Do you remember it was probably ten years ago now? Tito Ortiz was supposed to box Dana White. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was training. He was shred- maybe it wasn't shredded, but he was lean, right? That was never gonna happen. But he couldn't slip his wife's jab. What's going on here? Yeah. So that. <laughs> so those of you who don't know over new years dana white who's the president of the ufc um and a very very like prolific character in the mma scene he was out partying with his wife and, and mind you they're at a club and they're in their like late 50s and then they get in a in a heated argument that ends in a in a in a brawl between the two of them where uh, she connected first. I don't want to say it was a brawl, but it was. It was she, definitely a brawl. He was throwing. He was throwing haymakers. She 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 connected. She slapped. Him. She slapped him first. And she then, sla- and then she he slapped, slapped him, her. and then he slapped her, and then he went for another one after that. And then yeah, you can see what happened. Who knows what happened after? They, that. They, there's a there's a grouping of people. So how do you how do you how do you critique that? Uh well, obviously you never. What do you say? To, like who's like like do do you think he should be like? Do you think that he should be? You know, like he he removed. Not he. I think he probably should be removed. They're also saying there was booze involved. He should be removed for multiple reasons. Does that does that matter? Does that matter? Yeah, he's an adult, dude. 
but it, it altered his decision making. Does it matter? Yeah. All right. Why why would it matter that the booze were involved? Why would it? What do you mean? So if you you get drunk enough that you're okay, that that some some it's not like you get it's drunk not enough. It's an excuse. No, but right? you would that, get drunk. That matters in like context. Like, regardless, you would get drunk enough to let the alcohol influence you to be able to say, "I'm going to hit my wife." Well, that's you saying that he was purposely going to go hit his wife. So was, he did. He obviously did purposely hit his wife. But there was after he got hit in the face. That does it. Right. That does it. Does that? I guess my point is, is like it does not my domestic my my point is, is this is like it doesn't matter that she hit him. Don't hit your wife. All right, I'll uh I'll, I'll break it down this way as well. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll like it. you're not you can't defend that. Like he's a man and he hit his wife, regardless if she's like he's a lot bigger than her, bigger than her, more powerful, stronger, faster, whatever. Trained. Trained. He was a boxer and she hit him and he hit her twice. From a video that I saw. The video I saw, I didn't see him connect. He I saw connected. Him. He, he connected, connected twice. Yeah. twice. The first, the first one made her fly. That was it was legitimate. But here's what I'll say. So he's a public figure, mm-hmm. and he's a public figure of a, a billion dollar organization. Yeah, but not just that, but of a sport. Yeah. You know, this goes beyond UFC. Yeah. He, of a sport notorious for domestic violence. Yeah. Notorious for domestic violence and like. And he also like has has fighters on contract, yeah, men and women, mostly women, who've been the victims of domestic violence. Yeah, and so so here's the thing. Also, like he's also been a big proponent against. Yes, he's he's but all that good. But sure, and then he said like you hit a, you hit a, you hit a woman, you're out. You hit a, you know. But then he goes and signs Greg Hardy, right? Yeah. So I think I think he should be removed. Um, this should be like the the straw that broke the camel's back in a way, because not only did he go against what he said, but he also is a public figure that's out drinking and partying, in in a way that's reminiscent of people that he's like chastised, yeah. you know, like John Jones for yeah. biggest example. He's doing like he's being a hypocrite essentially. Yeah, he and the the point it was it's hypocritical in the fact like. He was sitting there saying he 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 got interviewed by TMZ. That's how you knew the alcohol thing was involved, right? Because they threw him softball questions. Yeah. They did, and they're like, "Hey, alcohol was involved. Though we understand alcohol was involved." And he's like, "And he t- and he he was saying no excuses, right? Mm-hmm. He literally said no excuses. There's no excuse for this. This is fucking horrible." But and then like two days later, he's partying in Vegas and posting on Instagram, like hanging out with some whatever the who those fucking dudes that he gave money to, like on their birthday, whatever oh, they like doing the milk boy hanging out the milk boys, giving him two hundred dollars for their birthday for no reason. And I'm like, dude, that a motherfucker that that's not a motherfucker that just hit his wife and feel feels bad for it, right? I'm just my point is, is like, how did you put those two together? What do you mean? Him weeks later going out and partying. It wasn't weeks later. Was it was like it was like two or three days later. It was two, three days later. It was public. It was. I mean, I'm on Twitter though. You know, no, so. I, I, I just don't see the correlation, right? That well, he shouldn't be living his life because of what happened on that day. I, I you don't think so? So like, you don't. It's not like So that no, no, no. But you're you're talking about a dude, Egger, that just got. Yeah, my here's my thought process. I'm telling you that if if I if if I got caught publicly, in a domestic abuse situation or domestic violence situation or you want to call it and then i said there's no excuse and it's fucked up 
I'm probably going to take some time to sit some stuff out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be out there like going and hanging out with fucking douchebags, college frat boys, whatever. Yeah. That are like, you already know that thing runs like a machine. All right. So here's, here's an extension. Here's my, here's an my, extension my point that. is, is like, I'm not, don't defend him like living his life for, Who's defending? you just said, you said, I'm trying to, I was trying to understand your thought process as to why he can't live his life because of what transpired day five. I, I didn't say he can't. I so said, judging sure. Oh, we can definitely judge yeah, him for, for sure. That's we the, that's me, the whole time. We're, we're not 100%. Judging him. Why are 100%. we here? <laughs> Why are we even talking about it? We can't judge him for it. So, that, yeah, we're 100% judging him for it. And uh, like, I'm saying to you that at the end of the day, like, he, he, like, the company that owns the UFC or whatever is that they, they should, this is it. You know, you, you've already had issues where like now women fighters are coming up and saying, like, that's not cool. What I'll say is when the company was owned by the Fatinas, in my opinion, from the, Uf- the amount of UFC I watched and the amount of social media I was on, he wasn't a public figure like he is now from a social media standpoint. Yeah. He wants to be famous, right? Like, it's the, the person that I'm done being behind the camera. I'm, even though he was in front of the camera, he wants to be now famous, right? He in front of the yeah, camera but- all the time. Like he's also, the face of the organization. Yeah, I also, right? yeah, I also think that he's he is sort of forced in a way to do that. Yeah. Because otherwise, who else is going to take the flack? When you when you look at all the issues of like specifically the UFC, who's the person that they they point fingers at? Dana White. Dana White. The fighter pay. Dana White. Matchmaking. Dana White. Yeah. He doesn't do the the matchmaking. That, that's Sean. That's Sean Shelby. That's Mick Maynard. They're the ones doing the matchmaking. And yeah, but but ultimately, he the buck stops with him, dude. No, dude, because the, his responsibility is to be the public face. It's just like any president of any company. They're going to be the face of the organization. So you don't But who's in yet. the background? The CEO. The CEO, the chairman, they're the ones in the background doing the deals. Yeah, so that's that's Sean Shelby, that's Mick Maynard. Those are the guys signing on the dotted lines of like this guy's going to fight this guy. Is Dana White's just the voice box. Sure. So like they always gonna need a figure like that, and who better than Dana White? Otherwise, they have to find some other dude, build him up, yeah. make him make sense. But the fighter pays another thing too. The interesting yeah. part for me is the, that their publicist didn't say, "Hey, the best thing for you is to stay home." You right. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, you and you don't know if he he did or not. Like the publicist could have been like, oh, yeah. "Hey, I, you, you might have sit this out," and he was like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna go hang out with the Bug Boys because I'm." Fucking whatever. Yeah, know. I'm getting my hookers. Yeah, and, <laughs> but regardless, it just it to me. It's like, a bad look, but it's a bad look. I mean, that's it, probably like the the latter of the bad. The whole bad look is fucking getting you know getting caught on camera fighting your wife or fighting your wife in their general and then hitting her. Doing it, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, there is an excuse, and he said there's no excuse. Now, he to to the point of like. You're you're already you're already the face of the organization that's already had shit problems with domestic abuse. Do you remember? I forget it was a USC fight night. It was after they signed Greg Hardy, and they them motherfuckers taught whoever the matchmakers are. It was the first fight at uh, Madison Square Garden, and it was they fucking had Greg Hardy on the same card. As Rachel Rachel Ostrovich, and you remember Rachel Ostrovich that like yeah. just got that that domestic where she got that her husband beat the shit out of her, who was also a fighter, mm. 
and like you know they should post pictures of it and there's some other controversy around it yeah. but she, she was on the same card as this other motherfucker greg hardy was we, we know we know his story back here in, in charlotte right not criminally charged though, and it got settled just <laughs> that is the news that is i'm just stating the news sure but why like i'm just stating the news sure did he did he get sued civilly Probably. Yeah. Did he lose? Well, there was a settlement. Right. Why? Why? Why was he? I mean, so there was, like, the end of the day, like, the guys had issues, and he didn't get another job in the NFL. Correct. Why? Actually, the, he played for the Cowboys for a little bit. So you just said he didn't. No, but did he get a? Yeah, but did he? He got a little job for the NFL, but whatever. But he he wasn't like he never. His career was never the same. Correct. Hundred percent. Right. And like at the end of the day, you don't think these? It's the fucking Cowboys, right? They. Yeah, he's from Tulsa. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, also you were talking about you were talking about the people like they they did also like they ran it they they ran their own investigation and all those teams stayed away from him. He was cut from the Panthers, yeah. right? So like you cut those players from the like there's obviously something going on, right? Right. And so my point is, civilly, criminally, whatever. Yeah, there's no turning back. There's that. no you you signed him and you signed him and you signed him to be to fight. You know, and beat other people up or whatever. That's that's just what you did. And then, in a, a where in a promotion where you also have plenty of other people that are there who are probably, and also like women who are like who are there who were victims of of, of domestic violence or and weird. You've just you got a, you you got a lot 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 of shit coming at you, and then you get caught on that. I think it should have been it should have been yeah should have been over. He he should be uh, adult enough and and and. I don't want to say man enough because that's I don't really like that 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 idea, but he should have been able to understand that like, yeah, you, you just never do that like, especially. I mean, I can't say much about MMA fighters because there's a reason they're fighters. You know, for the majority of them, they they just all they think is violence. But you know, for like the average person, and I feel like Dana's an average person quote at this unquote. point in his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you you should be able to to recognize that. Like, like for example, me and B. B's like five foot. I'm like five eight, right? But I'm I'm trained. I understand the situation, right? Doesn't matter how much alcohol I've had. I could be like blackout drunk. My first instinct isn't going to be to fucking cock back and load a shot on her. It's going to be like grab her hands and just pick her up. Like she's tiny, you know. I can do that. He's huge compared to her. Yeah. Like he should have had the the ability to recognize. No matter how much alcohol was in there, and he didn't look drunk, he maybe was tipsy. Yeah. Do you still, when you get hit, when you're tipsy, you kind of come out of it. You sober up a little, but he just cocked back and boom, boom, right? Like he should have recognized the situation and, and controlled it. Yeah. You know that's what you do as a man, right? Quote unquote, control the situation. But no, he he took it to he that extent, it. and then. To show that I'm going to put myself in the exact same situation. She's not there, but I'm going to put myself in the exact same situation with worse people publicly. Yeah. I could, like, it, 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 subconsciously, you feel like you could do that to anyone, especially someone that you're, you're supposed to be, you know, spending the rest of your life with someone you love, yeah. right? Wife of 30 years. Wife of 30 years. Mother of his children. To, to, to say that, you know, like, I have, no excuses. I, I regretted it. Whatever, whatever. And then put yourself in the exact same situation, if not worse. No matter how long ago it was, 
you know, you should never, you should never do that. Right. That's, that's from my perspective. I agree. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> He's loading up. <laughs> I don't think he knows the situation, but would not the same apply because it's totally different. Uh-huh. But the USA coach. Uh, which one were you going The current USA coach. Oh, Greg Brohalter? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh the, so the... Give some context. So the, the USA men's national team coach is... Uh, he was... He was put under a lot of pressure during the World Cup. You know, the World Cup just happened. They, certain players weren't playing, specifically one player that wasn't playing that's, like, pretty highly touted younger player. Um, 20, 20 now? Is he 20? Yeah, he's 20. Um, 20 year old. 20 years old, solid player. Um, he did just come off injury, and he wasn't playing. And people didn't know he played, like, uh, 45 minutes in one game and 16 minutes in another game. And anyone who's seen that kid play knows he can play and is a dominant player. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player, for sure. And he's the son of former professional and the friend of the U.S. men's national team coach. They're both they're, they they played they played together. Yeah, they played they grew up in Jersey together, and then they played in they played in the, they played in the U.S. men's national team together, and then. Their wives. Their wives also friends and were high college teammates at the University of North Carolina and playing soccer. All four years. All four years. So they've these are family they we go back, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it didn't it didn't you know, he didn't play. He was he was criticized for played it. Very played very little, right? He he was criticized for it. And at the time you were watching you're like, I was certainly saying I was like, Why isn't this motherfucker playing Gio Reyna? Like he should be playing. Everybody was like saying, Play this guy, play this guy. And um, and then and then the story leaked off the record that gr- the coach said that a certain player didn't name names, but a certain player had a poor attitude during training. Um, I told him that he wasn't going to get money minutes at you know in the World Cup, and um, he had a poor attitude during training, and we um. Eventually, he had this talk to him. Had a meeting between all the coaches. Meeting. Some of the coaches were like, put him on a plane now? Yeah, put him, some of us like, to send him home. Some were like, no. Anyway, we talked to him, and then he guys, the guy apologized. He maybe apologized to his team. His teammates accepted the apology, and he stuck around. He didn't name names, but he but the story came out like two weeks after the... So, the, of course, the media just took it over. Yeah. Two weeks after the, world, like, the USA was eliminated, so the story came out. And then... The story, the media took it, made hype about it. So Geo took it to Instagram and like you know, basically put out a post like, you know, you're talking about me, and you, I thought you were gonna be, we were gonna be like when I, when I, when I apologized, and we were, and I, and I admitted my, my, what my wrongdoing and how I, my attitude that was wrong, but that was wrong for you to go public with this, even if it was you didn't really even need to. It was like an off the record conversation that the coach. Yeah, and and the coach was like at like a college doing a doing a talk and had some somebody like from the media there that asked him the question. So he like he was like basically just blown and and then so that blew up and then he looked bad and looked Gio looked like he was good and then um, I don't know the story of how the the story leaked about Gio's mom 
releasing the like saying that she she was threatening. Right. So uh, the I don't know how it happened. The coach went to um, USA Soccer because USA Soccer the executives approached the coach and said, "Is is there any validity to what we're hearing?" So then he had to come out and say, "Yes, I spoke to ex executive from US Soccer. He is my friend. I was talking to him as a friend." She was, and this is during talking to him as a friend about something that happened was, and it was she, years ago. And was she talking to? Did she? Did she tell him this story? I don't remember if she told him that story during the World Cup when he wasn't getting playing time, or was it after the World Cup? That I don't know. She said it was because she wanted to avoid or get Greg to stop talking about her son because it was creating so much stir and he was getting so problems. Much yeah. So. That's the so the end all be all and and just mind you that Greg Berhalter the coach his his contract technically ended December thirty first yeah just January first of of this of this year so and he has the they have the option to renew him right and it has and they haven't renewed him and and lots lots of people were like don't re, don't you know he's taking the team about as far as he can go yeah I don't think he was going to get renewed he, he probably skill set right. And then this story broke out, and it kind of makes things a little bit, you know. Do you do you now resign him based on all the, the issues and all whatever, whatever, whatever it is? He shouldn't. To me, like he doesn't. It needs a bigger. It's it needs, he doesn't possess the skill set to take a team to play. the next level. They need they need a better coach. Anyway, the the point I'm the so you were that was that was what happened. You wanted to ask a question. Yeah, it was a question. Because <laughs> you were relating it to Dana White. Uh, he did it 30 years ago. This is like the 30 years of marriage are on opposite sides and the domestic abuse is on opposite sides. Yeah, I would say. But, but he's being removed. I highly doubt he's going to be the coach again, A, for skill set, and then B, because this is too much media, right? This is going to go on for the next four years until the next World Cup, which is here in the U.S. So he was removed. Yeah, and also, but also the thing is with the World Cup, there's like 10 times more publicity. There's 10 times more popularity. And, and even though it's going to be four years from now, that thing is going to be brought up at, like every turn. Well, at the end of the day, is like you can't have for for the time being. Probably need to take Geo off the team because it's causing it. He's he's obviously caught, his family and him are causing issues, right? Like for a little bit of time, right? So I'm not I, saying for four years. I related this to a little bit. Of, uh, there was a case in like Texas or something where they were like, you know, this kid didn't go to um, jail for DUI due to affluenza. I feel like this is kind of like that because they're soccer royalty. So when they talk to some Ernie, right? They talk to Ernie, which is a dude from Ernie Stewart <laughs> from U.S. Soccer. They're like, I was just talking to my friend. I'm like, that doesn't apply, right? Yeah. Like, if you tell a cop that's not currently working that you're doing drugs or there's drugs in the other room, you think that cop's gonna forget? You think that cop's gonna be like, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter. Like, I've never been here. Just because yeah. you're friends with the cop, or. <laughs> Or like you knew the cop back in the day. Right. So you tell that to uh, an executive of U.S. soccer and there's a potential that this information could get out and be a huge story. They got to get out in front of it. Or like, do we even believe that? And do we think that she went and threatened Ernie to do something about this dude because my son's not getting the playing time? Could have been. You know, it could have been that. We don't know the story behind that. My, but the, but the, but I think, like, at the end of the day, he he, he wasn't going to get renewed anyway, right? Right. So, But if he was going to get renewed, 
do you do you remove him for something in thirty years later? If that's your question, I yeah. If he if he was like didn't take him to the World Cup, but let's say took him to the final, I don't think he should. So so we both we both agree he should be removed because he sucks. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> that's okay. Just to make sure that's I'm, the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if he wasn't sucking and he was there, do I think he should be removed? Thirty years is a long time. For the marriage, and if there wasn't any other history after that, you know, and the way he, the, by the way, the way that he came out and and re- had a statement to the media afterwards, he kind of was a nice little shot. He goes, he goes from all this, the worst thing about this is for whoever his wife is. I think his name is Stacy or something or shit like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more like if 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 it was her story to tell, and if she if she she to tell it the way that she wanted it to tell, it, if she wanted to tell it, and I was like, yo, that's the knockout blow right there, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's like. And like, she said, like, we forgave. I'm like, well, if you forgave him 30 years ago, how is this so fresh in your memory? Yeah, why are you even bringing it up now? If you guys, if you it's called trauma, bro. Yeah, yeah. why are you? Fr- so the, at the end of the day, yeah, at, at the end of the day, like, how are you like? You're obviously pissed off about your son. So everybody on Twitter was like, oh, "This is not soccer, Karen." <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, you know, you you should always forgive but never forget. You should never forget. Yeah, There's a bring it back up thirty years later. Yeah, because your son isn't getting playing time. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. All right, <laughs> but I will say this: in all, I'm not happy that about him and his wife or whatever. Yeah. But I'm happy that if, if they're happy they now, that's great. I think it's a good sign. That we got this kind of drama around the team because that's the kind of drama around like a lot of like all the top level national teams, <laughs> like all like the, 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 the like in Argentina and Italy when the coke players are doing coke in the in the bathroom, and like, or like players are sleeping with each other's wives and all that shit. That Those spicy. are the teams that win World Cups. <laughs> you need the drama. You need that. You know you've made it. It pulls the fire. You made it at the na- at the international level when you have that kind of drama around your team. That's where it's good. You got to look at the silver lining. Builds character. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. That's a good one. That was the most random. Yeah. The second podcast did go off the rails a little bit. I'll tell you one thing, man. I'll tell you one thing. (laughs) We stayed on violence the entire time. (laughs) We stayed on domestic violence. For the record, though, nobody at this table agrees with domestic violence. For the record, nobody does that. Only against yourself. Yeah. Yeah, only on weekends. <laughs> All right. I do say get hungry, though, right? You do say get yeah, hungry, you, get after You questioned it. Something. You questioned it last time. Parker, he's hungry. Yeah, Mike and Ike, sour, sour Mike and Ike's. Yeah. Well, people are going to hear it. That's ASMR up in there. I could hear it on the, on the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. All those but I'll tell you what, those things are delicious. I don't like them, man. You don't like Mike and Ike's? I don't like the... Don't, I mean, I've definitely stayed, like... Kind of like grown, grown out of candies. Not me. Nope. <laughs> I love me some candy, bro. Especially like sweet and sour candy. That's my jam. That's why I like going to Gomez's house. They, always have, they got the candy jar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Get out there. Get hungry. And good luck.